Turbo FM. It's uh, episode one post nope. Mitch. Okay, well, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah we're, we're first post Mitch. Mitch we're is now. AM. Has Mitch said where he works now? Yes. Yeah, EA Motive. Okay, yeah. He hasn't said what he's working on. He hasn't said what he's working on. But uh, he's writing. But yeah, he's writing for EA Motive now, mm-hmm. which is the studio EA started in Montreal under the head of Jade Raymond. Mm hmm. So. Uh,. Under the supervision of Jade Raymond, not like it's not like her severed head with the studio <laughs> built underneath it. I thought it was pretty much exactly it's like just Futurama. A giant pyramid. Yeah, it's yeah. A, they just place her it's head onto various robot bodies. She's kind of like Game Dev Ultron at this point, constantly evolving to make the best game. So hopefully Mitch will make something good. Otherwise, you can all shit on him, um, and we will. I imagine we'll probably do that anyway. Uh, so video He's games. Still a ginger. I'm at the guy goes joining me as Arthur Geese. Uh, you very conveniently skipped over the number, so and it's uh, two eighty four. No, and Matt Shandrine is not here, so it's James two eighty five. No, two two ninety. James got it. Boom! I First was... episode, and I got it. Well, oh, more like fifth episode, but um, two ninety. So James from IGN, James Faulkner. So we're, we may be off next week too. I'm not. I guess that depends on you guys. Yeah, uh, I might be, try and get something other because you might be traveling abroad. I, I should be. Uh, also, can you next, say why? Yeah, I'm going to Istanbul. Well, why? To go to Istanbul. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, this isn't a work trip. Anytime you tell me you're traveling, I assume it's for work. And I, I was like, no I don't know what's... what I would see game wise in Istanbul. Dude, neither do I. Except maybe some company tried to go back to making a eight, game about the thousands of feral cats. I'm, no, no, no. Istanbul. I'm just saying maybe some <laughs> maybe some company goes back ten years ago, no. ten years, you know, to ten years type budget, and they're like, it's set in Istanbul. No, they've so already had an to... Assassin's Creed game in Istanbul too, so it's not like there would be like that. I am actually really surprised. I'll have to talk to you about that later. I have no idea why you do that. I, I just have a friend who's finishing her dissertation there. And also, like, I've been interested in Istanbul for, like, a couple of years. Like, after, like, Good for you. the internet discovered that Istanbul is full of cats. <laughs> like, literally just thousands and thousands of cats that go everywhere they're taken care of by the city. You and I were talking about the best way you could take pictures of those cats. I'm probably going to buy a camera to take with me. Wait, wait, wait. Like, that's a thing there? Yeah. People just feed these cats and stuff? It's, like, a thing that's been that way for hundreds of years. Maybe it's because maybe people are like, well, they keep the vermin out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, keeps city or healthy. Yeah, just, like maybe that's how it started. Cats. I mean, like today, my friend sent me a video of a mosque. Uh, I'll just show you the video. And Bedouin people back in the day used to love cats because cats would follow them as they migrated through the deserts with their sheep and goats. And uh, they would kill snakes and stuff that got close. Cats really? are natural snake predators. Huh. So they would feed the cats. And that's kind of how they think some cat domestication started because um, they were like, you guys are all right. Yeah. This is at a mosque. Um, all right. So they're pretty much. So Arthur, Someone if you don't follow up on Twitter, you know, <laughs> nine out of 10 tweets from Arthur, unless something bad happens, is like just Arthur tweeting out cute cat pictures and stuff. And so basically Arthur's going. The more, the more I tweet, generally, the worse my day is going. <laughs> Arthur's not Muslim, but he is going on a pilgrimage. <laughs> To a holy city of cats. He's going to walk out and be like, come to me. <laughs> Just cover himself in cats. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow, man. That's cool. I had no idea about the cat thing. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. Uh, and then also, uh, we've got a bunch of shit going on next week. James, I don't know if you're going to Grimes, but Church's is next Tuesday. Yeah. Bunch of food. Man, awesome. You're going to have such good food and stuff, too. I'm, I'm jealous. You um, like Mediterranean, so they have all, and Istanbul's right there. So, so next week is is churches on Tuesday, Grimes on Wednesday. Yeah, um, 
M eighty three is the day before. Is the seven is the seventeenth. So yeah. Mon- Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then I'm supposed to fly to Istanbul on Friday, assuming I go, because there is a chance that I might not. Well, I hope you do. I and also I'm hope sh- I do. There are many cat friends who hope you do too. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Istanbul and Turkey in general is a very active place geopolitically. Uh, right now for various reasons partly because their president is a fucking crazy fascist um say all that before you go i have a visa already theoretically they can't they won't deny me entry but doesn't mean you can come back i don't think he would and be then the arthur spent the rest of his days in a, <laughs> a turkish, turkish prison, prison. <laughs> like a turkish prison is a phrase for a reason yeah. so holy I, there's um, very few prisons in the world that i'm like oh fuck but if you said turkish prison i'm like that's like that's like got a heritage no of being fucked up. But yeah, I, so I've got like a Google alert set up, like for travel advisories and like like specific threat warnings. Yeah, you'll stand out there a little bit. Yeah, I'm awfully white. <laughs> uh, I should just say I'm Canadian. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, hello. Sure. Sorry, my mistake. Sorry, just let the sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who the Turkish people love. We, I love maple leaves. Look, you can look at my arm. Yeah, maybe they hate exactly, Canada too yeah. these days. I don't know. <laughs> Canada's been involved in enough of our, you, you know, bullshit. world conflicts. Yeah, but they've got a new prime minister. Everyone likes Justin Trudeau. He's real pretty. He is very pretty. Yeah, he he's... speaks very, very eloquent French. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony just wrinkled his nose at France. No, I'm apparently. just like it was more like I'm. Hmm, all right, all right, French speaking. I guess you kind of have to. If you're going to be uh, Prime Minister of Canada, I feel like you should right, know Right, I French mean, like, like, Quebec. To know how to connect with that whole that part shit. of your country that sometimes mm-hmm. talks about not being part of your country anymore. Oh, part, and part about the language. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes gets violent about it. So video games, there's still a lot of them out. Yeah. I'm still chipping away at Fallout. Uh, I played a little bit of that DLC. Yeah, the DLC. Did you like it so far? So far, I do. I, I just, I don't know. It's a whole other thing to worry about gathering parts for. It's just like, it's feels very simple. It's not like the sort of like new. No, it's definitely not like on the equivalent of like what was the one where like you go to Louisiana and follow the point lookout. Yeah, it's not like a point lookout or anything like that. It's very much a pit, like the pit. Which is like, and on the other hand, that's fine because I just really like Fallout Four a lot, and it's easy to spend time there. It's just like hard to justify. It feels hard for me to justify to myself, like, spending more hours playing Fallout 4. Yeah, it's more of a thing that I feel like would be better if you hadn't played Fallout 4 and you go on later on and you just jump into it and you're like, now it's just a feature that's in there from day one for you. So So you're making robot companions. and For you, though, it feels like a system that you could have ignored. Yeah, you could have ignored it, but I don't it's think not, it's vital. Now it's, it's definitely not vital. You just you can have a robotic companion now if you want, wow. and, and it'll do the and same. It gives you a bunch of customization options for the robots that you have. And after you complete the main story, it'll keep adding in the same way that you know you can pretty much always talk to uh, the Minutemen, and they'll always have like a go talk to this place and yeah. get the quest. radiant quests. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it, it adds new ones of that of like rogue robots to go destroy and stuff like that. So <laughs> which gives you more parts, which feeds back into the, the system. Okay, yeah. I mean it, the first couple of things they're putting out that and the current one they just put out which is like a the thing where you can capture creatures and people from the wasteland now make can you make them fight yes yeah. <laughs> so you can make that's the wasteland workshop yeah the wasteland workshop so you can you can tame them and basically keep them captive or you can like so it's viva pinata and fall yes. Out. or yes mm-hmm. or you can create an arena 
and force them to fight each other or your settlers. You can put your settlers in there to uh, yes to combat so too. Just, it's just full on Mad Max. You can one hundred percent now just make a crazy. Are Mad you building Barter Town? Uh, actually, you know, just a quick aside in that game. You know, something that happened is I I I'd never had a quest to go there. Such a good Fallout moment. Very reminiscent of why I loved three was I stumbled upon the city of Sanctuary. Do you know that place? So Sanctuary is this town you come upon, very small, very cement walled around with a ton of turrets on it. And is a guy, this the one with the monument in front? And a guy makes you take a personality test to get in. So you meet him and he's like, we have a test. It's called a safe test. And he'll ask you questions like, your grandma tells you that she's going to kill this person you just came in with. What do you do? And there's And it's like one of those like blockbuster video application tests where it's like you don't know what the right answer is but you have a suspicion of how personality wise you think they want you to answer and uh and so you have to do this to get in the town and then it turns into this whole quest about fucked up stuff very classic fallout i don't think i did that uh yeah i just stumbled upon it and uh i murdered everyone in there uh because they turned on me so i if could you have it coming they will uh Yes. I killed everyone in the town. (laughs) Every last one of them. Can you put them all in one house? What? Can you put all their bodies in one house? Can you pick up bodies in this game? No. No, no, no. Oh. No, I just left the bodies where they lied. Let the dead rot. Let the sun sort them out. I think it works that way. Uh, um, So uh, I killed every last person. But then as soon as you kill every last person and use the workshop there, it's like, hey, can I use the workshop here? And I was like, oh, shit. This is like a fully made town. Every building has power. Very nicely done. Like, there's a hospital, there's a shop. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to build a beacon here and get people moving in. And then, this like, is like something from the stand. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. Like, it was like a perfect little town that I took over and murdered every last person. And I was like, well, got to move my random people <laughs> into here now. They just show up and they're just like, there's bodies everywhere. You're like, no, it's okay. It's part well, of the they, decoration. They just have a hard time. It's like fucked up though. After you kill everyone in the town, it's still stealing if you pick up anything in the town. And so Piper, would I don't get, think murdering the owner is like a good so, excuse in a court of law. And so Piper would get mad if I picked anything up. But for, for whatever reason, I could still recycle it through the workshop and she didn't give a shit <laughs> at that point. But I kept on having a weird bug where every time I'd enter that town uh, and I hadn't done anything, I just entered the town to barter with them. Something would happen where the door would close on Piper. She would immediately go full hatred of me and of the citizens and I'd have to <laughs> fight her. It was like this weird bug that kept on happening over and over and over again. So some madness. Yeah, like like just with the doors are closed and be like Piper hated that, and then all of a sudden she's just shooting you. So, um, I mean, is it because you killed everyone? No, at that point I hadn't hurt anyone. I literally just walked in for the very first time to be like done their testament, like cool. I'm gonna go sell some of this junk I got. And they were like, no, everyone hates you. And I was like, it was a weird bug. But I left the town and tried re-entering without my metal suit and they didn't care so i don't know if it had some bug around that hmm. but anyways that game's still awesome ridiculously good um and then i checked out day of the tentacle remastered there's not much to say about that game other than if you liked i mean i guess if you've liked things like grim fandango or monkey island or any of the other lucas arts remakes they did day of the tentacle is a particularly excellent one in my opinion and it's still really good. The art is, it's like brought up to date, but it's, I wouldn't say it's that great. It's okay. It's, it's like, it's very true to the original art style for better right, or for which worse. Seems to be the point, right? Yeah, I know. I just, it, it's just that it looks, 
I guess they made it look like how you remembered it versus how like you would want it. Like they definitely didn't make it look right. like a game out of 2016. So still a very fun game with all of the quirks that you've probably heard a thousand times. Like old LucasArts adventure games had really weird moments and puzzles where they would be fucking completely obtuse and you had no idea what to do. A lot, lots of pixel hunting. Same thing on this. Well, they did at least get rid of that in the sense that they added the thing. A lot of modern adventure games have added where you can hold a button and see what in the environment is interactable. So Isn't just, that new or is that from... The, no, that's a quality of life thing. Those no. old games definitely was like move your mouse up and down and yeah. figure out what, what could and couldn't be used. So it's like Braille. Yeah. <laughs> so still a really good game. I, it, it's really... It seems so stupid when you first start it, like, but it is like classic Tim Schafer and uh, what's his face? Ron Gilbert? Gilbert? Nope. Um, the other one. I can't remember his name, but it's them at their best. Can you still play um, Maniac Mansion inside of it? You can still play through the entirety of the Nintendo version of Maniac Mansion okay. uh, in its entirety. Wait, is it the Nintendo version, like with the content edits and stuff? Uh, from what I understand, according to Giant Bomb's Jeff Garstman, it is the less good version of Maniac Mansion. That's weird because I thought that Chris Collar and other people said that it was the good version. Oh, maybe the, maybe the new version has that then. But the original one, I think, was the not as good version or something like that for some reason. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good ass little video game. So cool. I've just been looking for stuff to play on my Vita because I've been trying to find stuff to. Uh, Severed comes out next week? No, yeah. two weeks from now. I'm pretty excited about that. The 26th is going to be a good day for PlayStation stuff, only in the sense that you have Severed, and then you also have Alien Nation, which I'm really excited about. So Alien Nation is the next shooter from Housemark. Mm. So the top-down twin-stick game. It looks really, really cool. Nice. If you liked Dead Nation and stuff, which I did, so... I'll be excited to try that out. I wasn't a big fan of it. I didn't play a lot of uh, Super Stardust. I didn't like Super Stardust that much either. Just Dead Nation. So I guess I've liked one of their games. But what was one. the PS4 launch game that they did? Uh, it's like that side-scrolling side one. Yeah. yeah. Everything broke into pixels. And that was kind of its hook. I forget. Sorry, guys. I can't remember it. That was like four years ago. Two, two and a half? Two and a half. Shh. It's like eight. Ago. <laughs> in the internet time. James, what have you been playing? I, I wrote down it's notes. It's got a notebook and everything. It has Dota on it. Uh, I'm not talking about Dota. I'm going to talk I about... I have that notebook, too. Yeah, I, was, I, had, I, have, I have multiple. I don't know. Uh, How did you guys get Dota notebooks? Uh, it was either at TI or at that Red Bull LAN. I think both. Uh, yep, that would, that would do it. Um, I played Hyper Light Drifter. I played a little bit of Hyper Light Drifter. <laughs> I... It, 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 it is a uh, common user tag on Steam for that game is difficult. I've never it, seen that user tag on. The yes, game on Steam. so it is a, very much in the style of uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, not very much explanation. Uh, multiple dungeons, and you go and like solve puzzles and do combat and try to get to the boss. Uh, I think the core combat of that game is fun. I think the boss fights are god awful. The shooting is also just obnoxious. Yeah, you have to like stop, hold left trigger, and then then right trigger. I mean, you can fire in the direction you're aiming as well. Yeah, like it's not even eight direction; like it's like full three hundred and sixty yeah. degree, like shooting. Yeah, and and like the, the upgrade system, I think it, like you occasionally find like little uh, 
chunks that turn into a larger chunk which you are able to use to spend to get new moves but that game is just so obtuse i feel in some ways of like i don't i don't like the checkpoint system is very bad uh it's like very hard to get through like two rooms and then you have limited health because the health picks are, li- are limited you can also like strand yourself getting to certain things yeah. like secrets like there's a thing that's pretty early on uh where like you have to jump to these platforms and, like a flame mm-hmm. reaches up on every platform as you touch it and so like if you have the three med kits like you can get to the end and pick up like the collectible like heart mm-hmm. piece or whatever but you won't have enough life to get back so you have, you have to like teleport back to one yes. of those. Oh, that's dumb. And then that's, that's just back, a lot of backtracking. Uh, the game is gorgeous. I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that that's the whole reason the original Kickstarter did as well as it did is because yeah. the art and everything, people mm-hmm. were like, holy shit. Yeah. The uh, the, uh, the music is done by Disasterpiece, who did uh, It Follows and Fez. So it's just re- like it's got a really good um, ambiance, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like I like a lot of the aesthetic choices that it makes. Um, it does feel a lot like a early Zelda game put mm-hmm. through the hipster bullshit filter. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it, a selling point for some people as much as anything. Yeah. Like, it just, it, I think it took some, some of the wrong things. Like, uh, if you, you advanced it forward to this point, like some of the depth stuff where like, do you know, in Zelda, you can kind of tell like w- if things are on different planes, you're kind of able to tell like they do the art style kind of complements that. Yeah, Yeah. This, I had trouble and this may be a me thing, but I, I definitely some other other people talking about you couldn't tell. Wh- oh, like oh, that was a platform that I could get on. Like you're supposed to like dash across this pit, but it all looked so flat that it was impossible. I just thought it was like part of the texture, or it was like there wasn't the like the flat ground that I was near didn't seem on the same level as that. So it's just it's just troubling, and like I was like hitting my head against the wall, and it should be more clear. Yeah. Did you? Th- but you you said the. Normal combat stuff is fun. Yeah. But the bosses suck. Why? Is it just because they're so long? Um, so the, the reason that I like the normal combat is um, the encounters are also kind of puzzles, um, depending on like the order in which you kill some enemies, at least in the north. I went to the north area first. Um, the the room would change. So like like walls would come up if you kill certain enemies. So it, like depending on how you wanted to get through, if you're having a rough time, you could kill enemies in a different order to get them to like drop walls and like create barricades so they couldn't shoot you huh it's uh, weird so they don't do they uh, the boss fights do they not do interesting mechanics like that with the bosses they not in the boss that i fought i, I just fought the north boss because i i had other games i wanted to play and i oh, okay. got so frustrated that i kind of just put it out of the wayside i'll probably go back to it uh the boss the north boss is i think just a little unfair like the the way that the uh attack animation comes out where it's like he's shooting out these like squares on the floor they explode so quickly and you, you i think like the delay on the dash is so sh- long that i had a hard time like getting away from the damage and just couldn't like tank my way through it uh, mm-hmm. like i was never able to get him more than halfway down through his health health yeah whereas, like in a, even in like a dark souls fight like i can memorize the patterns where i was memorizing the patterns and recognizing like the tells but I still couldn't get out of the way of the damage. Yeah. Hmm. I've been curious to download it. I'm less enthusiastic after hearing you two talk about it. I think that it's, it's neat. Like there actually is cool stuff about it. Like, and I think that it's easy to get lost in. And I think that 
it just got that sort of sensibility that stuff like Swords and Sorcery started mm-hmm. and Fez continued that I think that it's like really easy if you're into that kind of game to just be like, man, this is really cool and quote different, although yeah. it doesn't really feel that different. Like everything yeah. is that way now. Well, um, yeah, I was going to say, but it's really well executed mm-hmm. in that way. Um, everything and, and it's it feels way. consistent it does like there is a a unity in presentation that is extremely effective and it's really well animated for what it is yep. and it uses color really well it's very pretty when you when you when you stop for a little bit he has a really great animation where he just sits down with his like robot buddy and just kind of sits there and like chills out all right it sounds like um, it's another i saw it and my immediate reaction was oh, another very pretty pixel art game some of it is just like I still have like this weird lethargy about games right now where like playing anything just feels like a giant effort. Mm. Well, that's how I've been a little bit too, which is why when I have time, I'm usually like, well, there's still fallout. So I usually sit up playing fallout. Like, cause the thought of starting something new is like, I just like playing anything feels like just like a waste of time lately. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't for work. Like even Dota. I, Dota is weird because, I mean, first of all, like, a lot of people are taking a break right now because yeah. the majors just passed. Like, it happens every time there's a majors that, like, everybody just stops for like, get Dota out. weeks or a month. Yeah. Uh, and then people start playing again, but, like, there are multiple problems with me for Dota right now. One is that, like, I'm transitioning out of the point where I want to be support all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of being support all the time. I've done it for, like, Amen. a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but our stack is full of people who don't want to play support. Yeah. And no, not only don't. that, but like, insist they don't know how to play support. Yeah, um, it's not that hard. If yeah, they can well, play the other roles, they can play support. I see. I don't know that that's actually true. I actually think that there is stuff to being a support that I do too. But I'm saying that I feel like if you're competent enough to sit there and think about last hitting and going to this farm, going to this farm, you can totally handle like stacking camps and stuff like that. Like that's not outside. There's your a mentality to playing support though, where like you need to not just think about your farm. Like you need yeah. to like look at what everyone else is doing and be monitoring the map in a way. Well, yeah, I don't like, even think about my farm at all. Almost when I'm support until it's like late in the game and I'm like, yeah. no one's paying attention to the jungle right now. Get my money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so like, it just, it gets annoying playing that yeah. way. And then like people haven't played for a while and are kind of rusty and like they get matched against teams who aren't and we lose yeah and people get frustrated and i get that i also get frustrated like i played like seven games this weekend and lost five of them you guys gotta start smurf accounts um i have a smurf who's like non-official mmr is considerably higher than my main account <laughs> so your main uh, account is now yeah, i played like 25 games on that account and it's only lost like six or seven uh, okay so, yeah uh so there's that and also I don't know I just like if people are taking breaks and there's not a lot of people to play with and like mm-hmm. if I'm playing then everybody else wants to do not support things and like it's just I don't know I just want to play Lion Man yeah, I moved my computer out to the garage I spend less time on it now mm. so I go out there and hang out with my cat every day but like hours and hours on it that doesn't happen in quite the same way unless it's Friday or Saturday night then I'm out there till like four in the morning I mean, I do kind of want to play Dota this weekend because I won't be able to for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, there are two betas happening this weekend. Gears 4 and... Uh, Halo 5's Warzone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefight beta is this weekend. Just mm-hmm. take your uh, Windows tablet thing with you, right? That could probably play Dota on. I don't think that there's really much in the way of internet where I'm going to be. Uh, I don't know. So... Uh, the other thing I play, or one of the other things I played is Enter the Gungeon. 
that game looks cool yeah i re so that is very much up my alley like i love that's another pixel art game pixel art. Say straight up roguelike though yeah yeah uh very binding of isaac in terms of that's probably the best comparison yeah uh like you know roguelike. Even the bosses are random right like the boss order and stuff there are different tiers of bosses for each level so the first the first level can have a set of i think it's like three or four bosses second level has its own set okay so not quite as random as binding of isaac no but like the binding of isaac is the same way though where it has like a tier a tier list for all those things but they, they, they can jump around in that tier list um it is that game feels real good uh it is all it is much more bullet helly than binding of isaac is like that game Throws a lot of a lot well, of enemies. Like, it gives you a dodge too. Like yeah, playing, you, Isaac doesn't give you that, right? No, yeah, that, that that is pretty much just like move move around to dodge. This right. you you have a dodge. Well, the name of the company that made it is Dodge Roll Games. Or dodge so you roll. have a dodge roll. Yeah, that has uh, iframes and everything. You're supposed to roll roll through bullets. That it also does damage. Um, it has a what frame? Iframes and invinci- that- in, 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 invincibility frames. Okay, that's what I thought because it's like I see. I was watching. Uh, giant bomb quick look thing of it and i was like you can definitely roll straight through a bullet yeah. like there there are times where it's okay to do that but yeah. only if it has to be like mid-roll it can't be beginning or end of a roll yeah. it'll like hit you so those are the iframes you speak yeah. of yes yeah. so it, uh, that's taken at least from the mostly from uh like dark souls and stuff like that where that's what people refer to in dark souls rolling is you have iframes Okay. So that's why you're able to like literally roll through people's swords and like clip through it and that, that's what it is. Okay. Um, it's extremely hard is yeah. what I hear. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, the Gungeon profoundly I mean, you can play co-op, which is cool. I, so I haven't done that. Uh, and I think it's only local. I don't think there's okay. online co-op. Um, it, the bosses are really tough. Like they throw, again, it, it is not Ikaruga level of bullets on screen, but there are a lot of bullets. Yeah. And, and, and it's also, it's, it's kind of thematically funny in the sense that like, you're literally fighting bullets shooting and grenades shooting like bullets. grenade people yeah like you're killing a grenade person and then they fall and blow up because yeah. they're a grenade it's very cute um the gun the gun variety is really great you get things like it's all like the pop culture influence stuff so you get uh, the ghost ghostbusters proton pack you get a flyer fry pistol you get a barrel that shoots fishes you get a t-shirt cannon <laughs> what does the fishes actually hurt things yeah okay and again they all have different like damage tiers and everything but it's not it's some are good and some are literally them you get a super soaker thing and that's randomized too like mm-hmm. the weapons oh uh you fight, either find chests that you need keys to unlock or you can buy them from a shop or they uh, once you unlock them you can buy them from the shop i think right uh so there's a this is like the overall overarching like unlock system after you beat bosses you get something called hegemony credits which then you can go buy guns that you can then find in the gungeon but you don't you, you can't it's like you don't you only start with like a, a default gun you have to find everything else and is it a and it's a roguelike right so when mm-hmm. you die you're starting you were fucked over. like you yep. lose everything yep. do, do you is there any carryover uh no it's guns that are unlocked are unlocked yeah okay that's what i'm wondering yes, so yes it's yes. like yeah okay so there's but a that progression mean you get to start with them that just means no. that you can yeah. find them yeah they're like they're mo- it's very much there's, a, there's somewhat level of progression yeah there. somewhat spelunky and binding of isaac of level progression and an unlock system um it's real fun it, it's like it's it's one of those binding of isaac was this thing for like i'm gonna play something for like 20 minutes because i know i'm not gonna get all the way through like the, the a full run will take about an hour but uh yeah i really enjoyed it yeah, can you quit it and resume where you left off mm-hmm. okay uh from what i understand but arthur 
You, what video games do you see that you can currently talk about? Uh, well, I can talk about Gears. That's a that's Gears a 4. that's a small video game coming out from a small team. Yes, a tiny, tiny. I mean, actually, co- the coalition's not that big as far as AAA teams go. Mm. Like they're like a hundred something, mm. but they're also like working with splash damage again for for multiplayer stuff. Um, it's just it's interesting. Like we've talked before about how like violence is sort of like. Or at least for me, like violence is something that it's like harder and harder for me to deal with, like in games that like stuff like the Call of Duty games, sort of like very graphic, like face to face violence. Yeah. Not well, like, God, yeah, all the stuff in Black Ops Three is like fucking way too much. Uh, but even like people getting stabbed in the neck, like and like just like getting jacked in the throat and all that shit, like it's just like I don't want to look at it. But for some reason, like the way that stuff is presented in gears and the proportions, like everything is just so absurd and meat puppety that the violence doesn't bother me. Like, because like I can just like split people in half with a shotgun blast and think nothing of it. Um, and not only that, but feel like excited by it, like nailing a chainsaw into somebody in that game is still Mm -hmm. just as satisfying as it was the first time I did it. Like nailing a chainsaw. Like catching somebody coming. Okay, the okay. Because I, uh, I heard there's a chainsaw throwing weapon, right? Or a chain a buzzsaw throwing weapon. Uh, I don't know if I. Saw I just thought that. maybe. I, I just thought so. maybe you encountered a different. No, so uh, like one of the things that they talked about at the press at the presentation. I'm sure you're going to see this in a bunch of previews because they said it enough for it to be a talking point. Is that like they had to change some of the weapon stuff because of lore reasons, like because the the locust died in gears three like they were exterminated by the emulsion countermeasure right uh so stuff like the digger isn't in the game anymore because those were little animals that you shot that like went through the ground and jumped up and exploded like the ink bombs aren't in the game because those were like creatures uh and who are are you fighting in this game the swarm okay but we don't know yet no i imagine they didn't really they look like locusts to me like yeah they do to me too like when i watch the trailer i'm like oh those all look like locusts but i i don't know what their story is uh and that would that's not really important to the beta i guess but uh so they've they've like filled those spaces with other stuff like now there's something called the drop shot uh which is like a like a seismic charge like a seismic measuring charge and so you fire it and it shoots out this like bolt up into the air and it'll keep going until you let go of the trigger and then it drops down and explodes onto whatever it hits. And so, uh, first off, like if you don't hold the trigger down, you can accidentally kill yourself because it doesn't go far enough. Like you can kill yourself with a frag in that game. Like if Mm -hmm. you don't throw it far enough, like with the drop shot, if you drop it and don't dive away, like it's going to kill you, it's going to explode and kill you. Um, it can go over obstacles, but if it hits like a ceiling or a wall or something, then it bounces off and basically deactivates and so, blows up. Uh, I think it can, but okay. like it's a small explosion. That's not really what you want. Uh, so like you actually have to pay attention to, to the sorts of objects in its way that it might connect with, uh, which means you actually have to pay attention to where you're aiming vertically as well as horizontally. But is that weapon, is that purpose of that weapon to clear people from cover in the same sort yes, of way the digger was? Yes, it's to invalidate cover the same way that the digger was. Yeah. And also, like, it has, like, special, like, headshot animations. Like, 
If you go into, if you drop in the middle of a bunch of people, like it will explode and probably kill them. That's great. And I did that a couple of times, and it's uh-huh. extremely satisfying. But if but you if, land it dead on, if someone. you land it in someone's head, like it takes their head off and like goes into their body, and they do a little dance, and then they explode. Okay, I thought <laughs> I saw a video of someone did. of someone going. Blah, blah, blah. Is there an execution with that? That's I don't know. Probably, I don't know what it what it would be. I didn't see it, but it's a power weapon, and mm-hmm. like it's only got like three or four shots. Yeah, like the mortar or like the boom shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But other stuff is in there, like the Boomshot's there, the Torque Bow is there, and it's still great. Um, the map design feels good. Uh, the HUD overlay is like uh, the Ultimate Edition's overlay, and that like you hold it and it shows you where the power weapons are, um, which is important because I think they're embracing the fact that like you like have your normal spawn weapons, and then like weapon control was a big part of that of that game. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. Like it plays super well at sixty frames per second, and it feels designed around it. Like, and uh, meanwhile, it's also allowing people to do things that they complain they couldn't do in Halo, like their split screen, and you can play multiplayer split screen. Hmm. Uh, but it cuts your frame rate in half. Our uh, shotguns still f- the yes. r- roll up on people. Yeah, shotgun. And- uh, so like shotguns are still like a powerful thing. Like they wanted to embrace what gears is supposed to be, and I guess like wall bouncing with shotguns is part of that um so you'll still get wrecked by shotguns what is what was that phrase wall bouncing wall bouncing where you slide into cover and immediately bounce off uh you should watch some pro gears matches it's so wait the kind you, of you hard, slide really in hard. slide off so that you're facing the other way basically all of a sudden yeah, and you so. can quickly shotgun someone it basically yeah you used to like navigate cover super quickly like um they've also added new interactions on cover like so in gears 3 they added the mantle kick where you like jump over and kick somebody right if you're Um, in standoff or whatever so you can still do that but now like there's other options like you can drag someone over cover and if you time your like there's an execution you can time exactly right and you like knife them and stuff like that like there's just a lot more options to the ways that those interactions like unfold Hmm. so it's not so much that just like shooting over cover at each other without hitting them like there's actual interaction that way Hmm. Um, i like that uh i like they say that they're not taking pages from halo's playbook but like it's doing a lot of the same stuff that halo 5 did uh they're all the maps are free okay um forever that's their plan wow uh, but there's a catch, which is that uh, everything's on dedicated servers, like dedicated public servers, and they're going to rotate maps in and out because, like, if there's too many maps, like, people just won't be able to learn what those maps are and, like, get used to them and actually play. Uh, and there's a ranking system similar to what's in Halo 5 as well. So, like, theoretically, you're being match made with people of your skill level. Uh, and you can host private matches, but only with the maps that are on the disc or that or you can buy DLC maps to host private matches. Otherwise, like you can only play all the DLC for free in public matchmaking. I, I guess I like that because then it's only the people who really want to host and like the, the who the people who are going to use that aren't right. And so the like other thing, are, are organ, organizers of tournaments. And so like the, the quote stuff. nice thing about it is that uh, like it's got land play. Like mm-hmm. you can play offline, so you can buy those maps and download them, and like have lands with those maps. And if one person has them, everybody playing has access to them. Not everybody has to own them. So it's only one person has to buy. Yes. Okay. But that's still an awful lot of explanation. Instead of just saying everything is free, in every way. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, I'm already confused listening yeah. to you talk about it. 
I'm like, everything's so free, like, but it's you not wanna, free. If you want to play a DLC map offline or in a private match, you buy, it. you buy it. Okay. But only one person in that match has to own it for everyone to play it. Oh, well, that's kind of cool if you have a crew that you roll but with. But it's still, like, way too much explanation required, like, which just automatically makes it seem like a pain in the ass. Because it is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. But dedicated servers, uh, as well as land play, um, 60 frames per second, like all that, all the... Is there like a, a built-in spectator mode? There is. Uh, like beyond just, you know, snapping to various third-person... Uh, so there's like a ghost cam, like, and, and like there's a new mode that will allow you to pull farther out from people, like in like over-the-shoulder view. Oh. Um, and theoretically get a better view, like they've worked on spectator options, so it's improved over where it was in Ultimate Edition. Um there's still no in-game spectating, spectating, which seems like a pretty big missed opportunity to me. You have to yeah. go into the spectator slot. Yes. Okay. And and like cast it. And there are two spectator slots. Hmm. So that's good. I yeah. Guess. For, for for broadcasting, you can like have them switch up. Yes, but uh, it still doesn't quite feel like where a game in 2016 should be with a spectator mode. But I could say that of like every shooter, like no shooter is doing it spectator mode right, except for maybe Halo. I, I think Counter-Strike is, is still pretty good in terms of, like, showing, like, where everyone's shooting, showing, like, grenade paths, like, showing where you are in the map. It so. shows grenade paths? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, this does, like, ghost outlines for everybody and, like, shows you a lot of relevant information, yeah. but I also it has the benefit of being a third-person shooter. Yeah. So that helps. Um, but as far as, like, in-game casting and stuff like that, I still don't feel like it's where it needs to be. Yeah. I, I still I still hate like I, it's hard for me to watch Call of Duty pro stuff because Call like, of Duty looks like crap. Yeah, and you're they're just like tabbing through the cameras like on a controller like that's how you're casting. And, and also yeah. like the maps just aren't designed to be watched that yeah. way. I also find the same thing is true about Overwatch when I've watched it so far. Like that game is really cool looking, but man, I, like I'm not a motion. It, it stick- spectates very well. Does it? I don't think. It oh spectates yeah, because well. I was gonna say because I watch it and I'm like, huh, people move so fast in it that I'm just like. It's like watching someone play Unreal Tournament, and you're just like, from their perspective, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on? Right, and like the maps in it are like have a lot of rooms and stuff that go in and out. One of the things that they talked about at the event I was at is that the nature of the cover system in Gears means that they a lot of levels need to be more or less flat, hmm. so that allows like better camera angles and ways to track matches. Yeah, um, and like the meta from match to match shifts because the power weapons are not pre like necessarily predetermined. Like there are different rotations that come in and out of play. So like you wouldn't necessarily all go, all go top mid because there's always the boom shot there. Right. Because it could be a different power weapon. Yeah. Okay. Like it's like, well this time there's a long shot on one side and the torque bow on the other. Does it give you a preview of that before the match or do you just have to find Uh, out? Yes. I think in the, the little map overhead that shows before Mm -hmm. each match, which like also shows you where all the power weapons spawn and everything like that. Um, it's good at communicating that stuff. Um, but it's fun. It's, I, I, I had fun with it. I wonder if I will have fun with it when it's out there with a lot of people because like I've enjoyed the multiplayer in every gears, but the only one that I really played was three Mm. because that was the only one where I felt like the weapon balance was spread out where shotguns weren't the only thing that were viable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's stuff that's not shotguns that are viable currently, but I also can't know that for sure until i play against people so what type of other weapons did you see i mean there's obviously there's still lancer yeah traditional I mean, just, like, lancer. just the traditional shit generally speaking but is there any sort of callbacks to like uh 
you know, like the Spike Lance or whatever it was called or anything um, like that. I think that might be in the game, but I didn't see any in the, in the levels that I played. Is it still, you know, Hammer two primary gone. weapons, pistol, grenade yep. type thing? Okay. I just, you, you know, I was, smoke grenades instead of frags. I like just, frags are a power weapon in multiplayer in that game. Yeah, I think that's what that's what changed you in Judgment. I think Judgment might have done the same thing where it's like everyone started with the smoke, but you didn't. I think three did that. Okay. Um, yeah, because they didn't want them that way you'd fight over the grenades in the map. That's interesting. I guess I'm just wondering, like, I'm looking for something where I'm like, so what made it, what made it, uh, you know, I don't know, next gen gears, or are they really trying to stick to gears? The gears, frame gears? rate, the maps feel a little bit bigger, but they're also like, I think they're trying to like really nail down what gears is. And they talked about how judgment was sort of like, it, it diluted the identity of the product. And I think even gears three, like there's some thoughts that maybe gears three strayed too far away from what people liked about one and two. Hmm. Um, like specifically probably in reference to the weapon balance because the shotguns definitely feel like more useful um, than they did in three. And like a lot of the, the gimmicky guns are gone. Like there's no sawed off or anything like that. Oh yeah. Nothing was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then like business model wise, like they're definitely like doing stuff similarly to what halo does as far as cosmetics and like weapon skins and stuff like that. Oh, is there cards or anything yep. like that? Oh, really? I was like yep, halfway facetiously saying nope, that. they're cards. Gross. That is, I, I mean, it's not because it's like all cosmetic. Okay. Like it's not pay to win. Yeah. I still don't like um, Halo's Warzone. I, I am totally fine with Warzone stuff because mm-hmm. you get rec packs in the game so fucking fast. Um, also, I like buying rec packs. <laughs> I like buying packs in Plants vs. Zombie, but they're... Do you see that they're adding uh, HCS team-specific skins no. to Halo 5? So, That's... like, teams will, will have, like, their logos and shit on their Oh, I can buy CLG game. stuff? Probably, yeah. Ooh, I might do that. Okay. What's CLG? It's, it's they're, like, it's the team. best team? Yeah. Did they, they win the HCS? Yeah. Right, they... they fucking ran over the other team. Are they American? Yes. All right. They, they, yeah, they have, don't have a Dota team anymore, and they don't have a... Their league team is pretty good. Pretty good for Americans. Was it CLG and Optic? In Pro- the final? Prob- probably. Them are Liquid. Like, there's a, like, three. three. And you, like, EG did pretty well, but, like, the main dude on CLG was on Evil Geniuses and then left the team, like, very acrimoniously. It, I don't, I don't follow the. Uh, Is there anybody that goes, like, I'm a Halo pro player and also, like, a, a league or Dota Now player? there are because the winners of that fucking tournament got, like, a million and a half dollars. Uh,. I think the the most crossover we've seen is league and fighting games. There's oh. a, there is one guy. Oh, this was like two seasons ago in LCS. Who I'm just curious. Yeah, Marn. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, not for certain games. You have to focus so much. Yeah, it, especially it, games with a meta that shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played that. Uh, I played some Star Fox Zero. <laughs> really? Is that what it's called, Star Fox Zero? Yep. Uh. Is Which that is out? Fine. It's a couple weeks out. Yeah. Okay. The embargo is next week, but I can talk about it. Um. I. So I like that. Kind it's a of throwback, game. right? It's very much a throwback. So it is, like it's basically a retelling of the first game. Okay. Like it starts with Fox McCloud's dad and Peppy, and like the pig dude, like going to investigate Andros and like. James McLeod being betrayed by the big dude and all this shit. And it's like, this seems really familiar. And then reading a Wikipedia, it's like, it's, 
It's not a prequel or a sequel, according to Nintendo, which is stupid. It's it is like it's a remake of like the original Star Fox and like everything that came after. Um. So I, there are multiple kinds of vehicles, and I like that. Like I like the sort of con- conceit of the walker. Like I like that it allows it to mix up levels in a way that other Star Foxes have not been as good at. Even sixty four. Um, sixty four at the tank. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Like, to me, the best Star Fox game is the one that didn't come out. Like, two? Star Fox 2 was, like, the coolest Star Fox. Wait, wait, what's Star Fox 2? There was a second SNES Star Fox game that was basically completed that never came out, in part because I think Nintendo thought it was going to be too expensive to manufacture. It was, like, a third-generation Super FX chip. Oh, uh, so the car itself was It was going to so be, like, $100. Like, wow. the game was going to cost $100. Like, Star Fox was, like, 80 or $90 when it came out. I forgot that a lot of the tech of Star Fox was on Star Fox. It wasn't just that. It was like a lot of cartridge games had special hardware on both systems. And to say nothing of like virtual racing, like on Genesis was like a hundred dollar cartridge huh? because it had like graphics chips in the cartridge. It was kind of like a peripheral built into a game. Yes. I have that game. Actually, I tried to buy it and use it on my Retron and it didn't work. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> might as well be the theme song for that whole system. Uh, anyway, uh, so I like a lot of the ideas. The forced use of the second screen and motion control is a fucking catastrophe. Really? Like, wait, 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 you wait. have to use motion control for any fine aiming, like unless you explicitly turn it off, and the game is not very clear about how you do that. Ugh. So you have to like tilt your yes, tilt like the Wii, a mirror the gamepad. Yes. Are you aiming on the gamepad? Like, so, so like you're the doing like Star is Wars cockpit view. And the TV screen is zoomed out ship view. And if you hold down the left trigger... So you have to look down when you want to aim. And then move your bullshit around. Yes. Uh, if you hold down the left trigger, it, it goes into this weird follow mode where, like, you'll z- like focus on this thing. And, like, it, like, you move around, but the camera doesn't move. And, like, you really have to look at the fucking screen. It's, it's really weird. Like, it's really weird. It's really counterintuitive. It's super obnoxious. You can't play with the volume on the screen turned down because, like, all the mission dialogue is given through. Wait, the on your gamepad? Yes. So, the, the, it's so like, are you hearing double audio? No, like, like, there's audio that only comes through the gamepad. So, that's where they're telling you to do a barrel roll is through. Yes. Ugh. Also, if you disable motion controls, like, which you can do for almost everything, but some motion stuff, like, stays. It, there are parts of the game so far that I play where it's like, use your motion controls to aim more clear. And I'm like, I turned them off, motherfucker. Stop <laughs> telling me to use motion controls. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, like clearly every attempt at doing weird shit with the Wii U has failed. And now people just want Nintendo games. <laughs> and Star Fox feels like a game that came out in the first year of the Wii U where everyone's like, well, we got to do something with this thing. Yeah. That's for the oh God. The fact that they, I mean, this hasn't been delayed or anything. I think this just, it was delayed out of last fall. It was supposed to come out last fall. But even then, it would have seemed anachronistic. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. At the so special, it's just, like it's not the kind of game you get to play very often because like space shooters are not a thing anymore. Um, yeah. And like, there's like a free mode in some levels where like you're like just controlling the R wing like in every direction, which are kind of cool. Like it becomes yep. like much more of a traditional space combat game. Really? Like some of the boss fights that used to, where you used to have like a field of 
that you they, if you hit the edge, it would just like swing you back around. Sure, yeah, and it'll still do that, but mm-hmm. like like you're like you have full control. Yeah. Um, and so far, every boss has had a section where I actually go inside of it as the R wing and turn into the Walker form. Chicken Walker, yeah, yeah. The it's is is that a continuing forward motion, or could you have full control over that where you can like? When it, you're in Walker form, there's a button to go back into R wing form. No, I, I mean more is can you do you have full control? It's not continually pushing you forward. No, you yeah, it's it's like just full on like like a, a third person shooter in okay. that regard. Like do you have to uh, still save your teammates when they come under fire? There are times where it's suggested that that's the case, but they haven't been bad enough to die yet. But I'm only a few levels in. Let me ask you another question. Oh, uh, you are twice. Do, do they talk in English now? Or do uh, they still? Yeah, go, it's, a little, it's honestly a little weird. Yeah, they do speak English. I think they have for a long time. Since '64, yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm just the way thing out of is, the like, the game is full of like weird little nods to the original game, like the super like distorted good luck. From the SNES Good game. Luck. Good luck. Good luck. Like the poor, the really badly digitized deep voice. Yeah, because that's the only thing that like would be recognizable at the bit rates that they recorded that audio at. From the Dog Man. Yeah. One of the things I loved in the original Star Fox was and the also parts. like the talking heads look like sort of like really jerkily animated. Bah, 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 bah. It's I yeah, kind of. It's really weird. Sounds it's like a really weird, weird game. Sounds like not a 2016 game in some ways. No, and I like I want to like it. I just I will say that the all the video I've seen online of it does not do it justice. Like it looks much better yep. than like the video that I've seen online. It's it's very clean. It it looks very Star Fox. Like it hasn't tried to be anything but Star Fox. Mm. When was the last Star Fox game that wasn't like the 3DS one? Was it the GameCube one? Well, from, I, was there a GameCube? Namco? Was there a GameCube proper Star Fox, not the Star Fox Adventures? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think yeah, there wasn't a Wii one that, that I remember. And huh? even this isn't like Nintendo made, like Platinum made this game. Oh, really? Yeah. Which hmm. was like last year, people heard about that before they saw the game. They got excited and they saw the game. And they're like, ugh. Well, yeah. Which Platinum? Uh, I mean, it's not as bare bones as Transformers or Korra. I like Transformers though. Transformers looked. Really fucking cool. I don't know if it played any good. was like such a fucking queer overuse of the same hallway and corridor and bullshit <laughs> to make it longer over and over again. True. Like, it's so transparently just a cash grab. Uh, everyone should go watch the speed run of that game from this year's AGDQ. Wait, how long does it, it take? Like five minutes? Uh, it's not that long, but it's... Uh, it's not, not that, that long. long. <laughs> no, not no, five no. minutes? No, no, no. It's, 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 actually, it's, uh, it's longer than that, but uh, sorry. Uh, the guy who beat it beats it with one hand. Uh, he has um, some muscular stuff, uh-huh. so he has to play with one hand. Uh, but he basically figured out in that game that you every time you switch guns, you can just stack damage. So he doesn't actually like melee anything. He's just aiming at their weak points and then like going and switching guns. Yeah, like in like the slow motion mode. It's it's really really impressive. He's really really cool. ADGQ is like a weird lesson on like homeschooling and people with too much time i do i need to stop this and cut that out (laughs) no okay no i mean like people too much time too i mean it's it's i watch it every year or just enough time and i'm blown away 
by some people. Like they're like the people that play that weird fucked up rhythm game that's played on the keyboard. That's like fans supported. Oh yeah, like it just looks like you're faking it. Like it doesn't look like their fingers are doing real things, but they obviously are. And you're just like, this is fucking so weird. Yeah, they basically tap into like the reptile part of their brain where it just yeah, they shut shut down higher functions. Yeah, and just go into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you've at least played some new shit. You're on the cutting edge. Uh, I also played art. Painting. Yeah. Painting. Drawing, I drew James. Yeah. Before I cut, I cut it all off. Before, yeah, I got the, the last bit of James before he got his slick new haircut. I don't know. I, like, that has felt much more rewarding than playing games over the last couple mm. of weeks. Yeah, so I've just been... Lot spending a lot of time doing not necessarily game stuff either i also streamed it like i streamed some some drawing and some painting yeah twitch does that now yeah i think creative stuff is cool i i, I that's always my favorite thing to jump in there because it's not all just painting some people it's cooking yeah it's just like people doing stuff which is neat um i don't know yeah i learned to use a sewing machine really yeah it's actually way easier than you think obviously because they make them for like babies yeah literally. think about this if there's factories where children are being forced to make your dumb shirts mm-hmm. obviously children can do it you can too but that being said it's still a unique skill and good skill to have if you don't have i'm that. just worried that i'm gonna sew my because i've like dated women that use sewing machines 100 i've heard about them like, sticking a the finger if you, if you get too comfortable and you're not paying attention you can 100% do that uh, just, I, mean, I saw for me for me on the other hand i would hold my fingers out so far away probably too far to like make it the best stitch i could so just because mm. i was like never gonna happen to me you do you not learn how to just stitch or uh, like small I can, stuff i can hand stitch something yeah by hand if by that you mean I can go back and forth a whole bunch of times and then tie a bunch of knots and hope it stays. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what I learned before I left home. I'm not even kidding you. The day, the day before I left home, my mom. <laughs> I was Here's how to put a button on. Yes. If exa- it comes off. Exactly. It was, she was like, you're going to learn because you're, you're going to go out and be broke now. And she was like, yeah. so here's how to repair your clothing. No one <laughs> ever told me how to do that. I just went out and bought a sewing kit and went back and forth a bunch until I was like, well, I can't pull it off. So that seems like that's good. <laughs> So. I mean, buttons are pretty simple. Yeah. No, yeah, like I said, cross, 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 Belt cross, loops cross, were, cross, were the thing cross. that I had to oh, do a man. bunch of. Belt loops are hard because you have to get through the loop. Yeah, and then eventually they they would eventually tear off again, and then they, but they, they extended the life of a pair of jeans by like probably four or five months. Don't use wallet chains, kids. I've never also broken. have a few good pairs of jeans and change them every day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I tend to change them every couple of days, and I've never uh, broken a belt loop. Should we take a quick break and then we'll do a few do questions? We have, letters? we have a few. All right. Fuck it. Well, we're live, so by all means, fuck away. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. I don't know. Steven Santana, he writes into us all the time. He says, Call okay Duty. You said his last name. Huh? Steven Santana. I hope so. Well, it's two bleeps. Do you, want, do you want his uh, LinkedIn profile? I his, prefer not his to. His email, his phone. It's all here. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, Steven writes in and says, Would Call of Duty benefit from the squad-based squad based spawn used in Killzone 2 and Battlefield? The maps have generally been small enough that the benefit of spawning on a buddy close to the action is not is actually not that large. Was listening to old Rebel FM and it was something both you and apparently fans wanted in Modern Warfare 2. Apparently that's something we said. But I feel like Call of Duty does do procedural spawning where it tries to pick you in a radius of yeah your yeah team. it tries to to not spawn you into a meat grinder but it often sucks at that well because everyone's so spread out that it's like it does its best but if the if maps are still not very big it yeah, picks the best it can and it's still easy for the other team it's not easy but it's still more than possible for the other team to like cover spawn points and i feel like the maps have gotten generally smaller since modern warfare well, 2 i mean it doesn't surprise me right like even uh you know, like player counts have stayed about the same. Mm-hmm. So. Like the most popular map in a long time is Nuketown. Yeah. And it's so small. Yeah. Like Nuketown is one of the smallest maps. Because it's just you smashing in other people over and over again. Like, yeah. Which is what Call of Duty is. And maybe they've just like decided that that's what Call of Duty is. Black Ops 3, the thing is Combine, which is like the small three-lane map that's like on the top of this plateau, is like probably one of the most popular maps. I liked Black Ops 2's, the one with the train station. That one was really good. Isn't that two or is it three? Uh, three? The one that have like the hover train for the middle and it's like a snow level. No, no, no. The train station. It's Black Ops Two, mm. where you play and there's a train that comes only every once in a while. Yes, okay, I do remember that. And yeah. it's like, but it's like I like that one. That mm. one was like kind of a middle scale map, you know, not yeah. quite small as Nuketown, but um, I guess what, the point of what to answer his question, it doesn't need squad based spawning because it, it already uses like a kind. If they were doing squad-based spawning, it would probably mean that you'd be in a firefight facing your enemy, and then all of a sudden a second guy would just appear there. And squad-based spawning is also just part of the objective sort of, like, basis of Battlefield in that it's, like, teams. It's it's fire teams, like, moving through the level trying to get stuff done, like, with a much higher player count on much larger levels. Yeah. yeah. The, loop a, is, the loop is much longer. Yeah. And um, the time to death is much longer. Yeah. Anthony writes in and says... Murphy's Borough is not that far from Nashville, by the way, because apparently that was the town I said wrong. That's his title. And he says, hey, guys, I'm missing Mitch already. I'm sure he's listening, so say something nasty about him now. His farts smell really bad. Yeah. That's a factual statement. That's not, like, mean. Yeah, but... I don't know anybody whose farts don't smell bad. True. His hair is thinning. (laughs) That's also factually (laughs) accurate. He's still See the, the point where he get could... the fucking Propecia. Uh, do it. Uh, I know you want to keep your hair, so do it, you ginger prick. Uh, let me see. Okay. Are you thinking of more mean things to say? <laughs> I just had a weird day brain aneurysm. A few rapid fire questions for you. He says, have you heard anything about a crisis collection for consoles? I wish it would happen. There was the rumor that it was going to. Hmm. It would make sense, right? What is, what is Crytek doing? Like, I know they're having oh, some like monotone, monetary issues with well, people. Oh, they're about to ship Homefront. The no, revolution. no, that's not. That, I mean, that's barely Crytek. That's like the UK team that Crytek let go, that became its own studio. The, the it? Deep Deep Silver bought yeah bought that team, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, for some reason, I thought that was still a Crytek thing. No, uh, and they canceled their MOBA thing, like their weird like <sighs> Cthulhu. Yeah. influenced thing like they have uh, a VR game that might come out outside of uh, 
Star Citizen. I don't know any other game you like currently in development. I, I don't think it, it feels safe to use CryEngine, and there's no reason to because UE4 does everything that CryEngine. Yeah, or does. you could use the Amazon Engine that's like basically Number. modified Cry4, CryEngine. So um, I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. But I I I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that 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 company is long for this world. Although I think that they got like an infusion of cash from mm. like some source. Uh, as far as a crisis collection, I wonder if EA has the rights to good point to do that. But I also feel like they're focused on other stuff at this point, probably. Well, and why would EA want to do it? Yeah, I think that like, we're past the point in the generation where remastered collections are seem like a good idea. And the interest in crisis is probably not there. Yeah, yeah EA, if anything, has tried to shrink its portfolio, like not trying to increase it more. Uh, as far as I know, they've only got one like partner game that they're publishing what's that titanfall oh yeah that'll that little thing it's got swords now yeah i know it's like one trailer comes out and every website's like titanfall has swords we I saw mean, it like the, tra- the titanfall twitter account says titanfall has swords so it's not like it's conjecture <laughs> like they said it with words i guess it makes sense i mean if you're gonna make melee combat it's much more interesting than than the fist bumping type oh, thing man. you did in the old titans yeah. i really liked titanfall but I, I, I would love if there is a robot version of you think th- that's a knife. This is a knife. I mean, when I used to live uh, in my apartment in Seattle, my friend Nate lived directly above me, and he used to be like Titanfall, and then he'd come downstairs and we'd just control our hot swap with each other. I can just sit fun. on the couch. Um, two. Any further nudes regarding cross-platform play on third-party games yet? Microsoft announced it. Sony said, well, dot, 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 and now nothing. I don't think that there's a lot of incentive for Sony to do it. Yeah, not to mention if it was announced that recently, like, I don't know, like... Give it, give it, give it maybe a year well, and or like, more. Um, I like, think maybe that... Call of Duty could do it or something, but even then, like... Would they Call want Duty it? wouldn't because Sony has Exactly, their platform exclusivity thing would get kind of fucked up, so it's like... I th- I think if any third party were going to do it, it would be Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, we it's thought the same. Bl- I would think maybe Blizzard. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they they they. I think they would love to tie their systems together. But and like, I mean, Act- Blizzard has Activision also done now. platform exclusive stuff with Sony and its Activision True. as well. True. Um, and I could see Skylanders of any company, Activision being the one to say, but we could sell copies, two copies to someone that had those systems. <laughs> yeah. And Sky, I was thinking Skylanders, but I don't even think those games have ever done online play. They're always just local. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is like part of the appeal, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I can't play Star Wars, whatever. Like, that's part of the reason I didn't buy the expansion to Disney Infinity for all the Marvel stuff was because it's like a it's kind of Smash Bros game, but you can only play it local. So I was like, oh, I'll never do that. I'm never going to have you. Hey, guys, come over. Let's all play Disney Infinity. Bring your toys. <laughs> come over to my house. Just give, open up like your old Warhammer cases. Like, <laughs> this is Infinity now. Uh, three, if more powerful iterations for the current consoles are released and it became the norm to release a new version every couple of years, a la iPhone, would retailers be likely to start subsidizing the cost of upgrades with contracts? <laughs> Um, there was speculation that there would be contract-based console purchases. There, I thought there were. This generation. Well, there was last gen, very like, briefly. They I mean, like... With, it was like buy it with a cable subscription you, you know, or something. It was like a Fios thing, like because yeah. you could watch Fios on it. But like there was speculation that there would be agreements with Comcast and Verizon that mm. Microsoft would sell subsidized Xbox Ones. And like you can set your TV provider like 
in places in the Xbox One dashboard that don't do anything. Um, I, I, I don't think that that will happen because like Comcast and they love selling you a box that, and they want their own little walled garden without any competition. Um, but, uh, I, I think some kind of subsidization doesn't make some sense. Uh, but also if they were to release systems every two years, like they would be able to, to change the hardware cycle to where I think that retailers could actually make money on the hardware. Yeah. And also it's not going to be every two years. I was going to say, I could see like GameStop having a thing where when you bought it from them, they're like, we'll sell it to you for $50 plus $10 a month to us. And then when you want the new one, you can either pay it off and keep it, or you can trade it in for this much. Blah, I actually, blah, blah. I feel like I don't think that we will get upgraded quote consoles this year. I think that next year is almost a given at this point that that's going to happen. Uh, and that's four years, like four years. And I think that there is a, there is good reason to think that at least one of them will make it so that your old stuff works on the new hardware. Well, four years for us, but there are plenty of people who we're much uh, like most people I think are kind of slower. Right. But like a four year console generation is pretty normal. Like five, at least no four, like a four year console generation until this last generation was, I I thought the Nintendo was around for like at least five SNES was at least five. Like Uh, SNES was, yeah, was five. Like it's like, I think five always seems like the norm, not four, but but also like, I don't know. The Nintendo was, the the SNES came out in Japan in like ninety, hmm. like which was like four and a half years after the NES came out. Like it's not unusual for console cycles to be four or five years. Hmm. Um, also, I think that that is a good compromise between an eight year console cycle, which was clearly detrimental to console health, and a just flat out like trying to think of the word i like basically relegating your entire library to to being useless like because it seems like both stakeholders that are thinking about doing this are like looking at ways to make sure that your stuff works like that there's there's like cross-generational software so well i feel like they'd have to to avoid some sort of backlash yeah yeah i agree uh the question is will they make it Will either of them make it so that like there is a way to trade in your old system to, to them a new one, yeah, for cheaper, yeah, like as an upgrade as opposed to like just a full new system? Yeah, it's tough because if you're Microsoft, what do you even do with the old consoles? Recycle them? Is that even possible? Or are they literally just going to be a big fat pile of e waste? I don't know. I'm always curious about that. You know, with like how much like computer parts and stuff get upgraded. Like, what happens to e waste? I don't know. Of the two, Microsoft has less to lose because they have less units out there. That's true. Um, Brad writes in with a question we get eh, probably every six months. He says, since living together with my girlfriend, since living together, comma, my girlfriend has started enjoying some of the old games like The Walking Dead and now Limbo. I like watching experience the games. So I was wondering if you guys had suggestions to other non-complex games she would enjoy. Some I've considered are Firewatch, Her Story, Life is Strange. Until Dawn, Broken Age. I haven't actually played any of these, rec- so recommendations would be great. I also enjoyed Contradiction, Spot the yeah. Tr- Liars or whatever. Yep. That's a fun game. Sybil sounds like something yeah. that maybe the two of you could do. 
Yeah, that's right in that same sort of vein for sure. Um, uh, what was? Oh man, there was a really good like. I mean, if you liked video, if you liked uh, you should get Wolf Among Us too. That one's good. Yeah. What was the? There was a game that was like basically a game essay. Uh, not Thomas was alone. Uh, a game essay. It was very much about about. Oh, about making games. Uh, yeah, you're talking about like the Stanley Parable. Yeah, the Stanley Parable people made yeah. another game. Yeah, I can't think of what it's called though. But yeah, Stanley Parable is good too. That's not you can't really lose. So, um, yeah, I, don't I would know. say like stuff like Heavy Rain, except that game is terrible. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's no. Beyond Two Souls, also terrible. <laughs> Beyond Two Souls is like bad, but you know it's a thing. So, uh, those are the ones that immediately come to mind because I'm thinking because I play these type of games with my girlfriend. You know, I tried to get a lot of it comes down to like story. She likes to watch story heavy things. We if, try- if it's something that the two of you are doing together, um, you play FTL together. Yeah, make decisions and pause and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we try. We tried to do Quantum Break, but it's too much shooting for her to enjoy. So makes so. sense. Yeah, I was hoping it would be even more heavily story. Because in my mind, I was like, Alan Wake was so heavily story driven, but there's a ton of shooting in that game yeah. too. So it's just been a long time since I, really... I, I, beat, I beat that this last week. I was eh, on it. I didn't like having to stop and watch the TV shows. I actually did like that. Yeah, I get, I I took it basically one episode per night. Which I realize I'm in the minority. Mm-hmm. It's just that I was sitting down with my precious little game time I get, and I was like, I want to play a video game. Not yeah. watch a show right now. Yeah. So that's just uh, my personal thing. I've also been leaning much more in television lately than I have movies I I or games. House of Cards, which I never watched. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I Everyone's just a miserable asshole. <laughs> yeah. I have a tough time with shows where no one's likable. Uh, like, and that's like every HBO show now, too. So like, Well, that's the way you know the characters are real. Because they're just so shitty. Uh, I really like Bosch on Amazon right now. Yeah. Uh, which is a very, it's a modern noir detective show set in LA. Uh, start, starring Titus Wolliver, who's like the man in black from Lost. <coughs> it's been a bunch of other stuff. It's it's good. It's got it's good jazz. It's well you know shot. what the kids at home should watch if they haven't, and there's a good chance that they haven't, is that all of Animaniacs is now on Netflix. What? Yeah, yeah I, I saw that the other day. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that show that you don't really realize at the time that you're like, now you go back and watch it, and it's kind of like, like Jesus watch, kind of like watching old Looney Tunes, like Hello Nurse, mm-hmm. like who's just there to be like, she you wanna fuck <laughs> this nurse? Just like that's kind of what her whole thing is, <laughs> like right, like but like as a little kid, I don't think that ever quite computed with me. I, I didn't like, get the fingerprints joke. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll the fingerprints. I'll show you when we're done recording. Okay, but there's a joke in there about fingerprints that is. Po- like posthumously one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in children's programming. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that there's no way any kid watching had any idea what it was and every adult watching it knew exactly what it was. Uh, one last thing that I'll recommend to you as a uh, Samorost, the game, the Samorost games and Botanicula all by the same developer. Mm. Those games are very much in that simple sort of really cool adventure game thing that you guys could really enjoy. And I've been told they're quite fun if you're on mushrooms. As an aside. You've been told. I've never done mushrooms. Ever. But You're still young. Someone who was on this show once had. 
and told me. Is that me a Tyler thing? No. <laughs> Not outside the realm possibility in our minds, though, right? No. So, uh, no, it wasn't Tyler. But th- those are 100% a Tyler. At that time, I think it was at PAX. Like, I was like, oh, cookies. And you're like, don't eat those cookies. <laughs> yeah, it's because we stopped it. We drove to PAX in Seattle. <laughs> me, Arthur, and Tyler were like, we're going to go up there and do the Rebel FM thing. We'll rent a car. Cool. We're so professional. We had stickers made. And the Area 5 guys were. And, the and yeah, too. and then they were like, oh, we don't have a way to get up there. So we allowed Cesar and Matt to pile in on the was car. It Cesar or Jason? It was Cesar. And then at some point, Tyler was like, I'm going to eat this cookie. And, and Cesar was like, what? And then they shared these cookies. And then Arthur was like, oh, cool cookies. And I was like, that was when we got to the hotel room. I don't think I saw them eat the cookie. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 ate them, they ate them like an truck. organ or something. Yeah, so like, they were, I was probably in a truck stop or something yeah. when that happened. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you don't want those. Yeah, that was the year when we came back. You had swine flu. Yeah. Or avian flu or whatever. Yeah, it was like the sickest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. You yeah. got it from Sean Elliott. Yep. I slept for like 18 hours straight. Christ. Yeah, Arthur woke me up one time to give me a glass of like 7-Up and I drank it and just immediately fall back asleep. And then you had to go review ODST. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I gave him a short. So, if you're wondering why the Metacritic was low, <laughs> blame it on swine flu. Is that also why you gave Uncharted 2 a 9? Yeah, because I so wasn't low? sick. Oh, yeah. Well, that game, well. Why so low? I it's mean, too long. That game is too long. Maybe it would have gotten a 9.1 if I was on IGN's bonkers 100 point scale, whatever it is. I so. like that you look at James again. Dude, I don't, I don't review games. Fuck. I was just looking at James as I'm talking. I'm just looking back and forth. Now, the 100 point scale is fine. I remember I fought against it when I was at IGN. And passively, if you go and look at, like, go look at, like, when the 100 point scale was announced and go look at me and Colin Mortiarty's reviews we still just for, going. Like, for like six months out we were all 9.5 or, or flat like eight yeah. like you know what i mean it was, we were we were only going by halves yeah you're going, even you're though we were 20 told, point 20 point scale for yeah we were doing 20 point we we're still like well it's still within the 100 points so fuck you <laughs> so uh yeah neither of us are there anymore i wonder why uh anyways that's gonna do it talked about some video games i hope you enjoyed yourselves we love you you should you should go watch a video on youtube called just look up good good job job pooping pooping. yeah good job pooping um good job pooping. you can go send your letters to letters at eat-sleep-game.com you can find us on twitter i'm at chuff money arthur's at aegis james is at james underscore faulkner Mm -hmm. it's f-a-u-l-k-n-e-r uh matt's at talking orange and uh, if you want, you can send Mitchy a uh, poop emoji at Mitchy D. So just you know. just like uh, as many as you can. Yeah. As many as you can fit in one message. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. So do those things. Uh, go out there and play something and enjoy it, and don't shit on someone else's enjoyment of something because you disagree. So and don't try to get anybody fired. Yeah. Yeah. Unless like uh, I don't know, they eat babies or something. Then get them fired. Alright, we're done. We love you. Bye.
I have a stupid jeans story to share with you before we move on to whatever game thing we have yes. left. Friday, I was in the city and like I had been at the gear thing playing, and I was like, I I'm gonna buy some jeans. I haven't done that in a while. Like, fuck it, I might as well do that. And so I went to the Levi's store and was looking at stuff, and I thought I've been a 33 forever, uh, and that includes like when I gained a bunch of weight, I was like only a 33 because all my pants had stretched with my waist. Uh, and then I lost the weight and thought that I just back down to a 33 and all my pants fit again. And so I'm like, I'm going to try a 32. I wonder if that'll fit. Um, and so I was looking and I grabbed like this pair, uh, and I was like 32, 30, cause I'm a 33, 30. Uh, and I grabbed a few pairs of pants, uh, and like for, they just didn't feel right. Like they, like, especially in the thighs, like, cause Anthony, I think you and I have like this problem where our legs are both really large. Yeah. We used to have this pair of pants that I asked Arthur if you wanted, they didn't fit them either. And we used to refer to them as the sausage, the sausage pants. pants. Yeah. And then eventually one day the sausage pants fit and I was like, huzzah. Yeah. Uh, so like some stuff like it just, and my calves are big too. And your calves are reasonably large. I think like it's the stuff that might fit in the waist just doesn't get past my legs. Uh, so anyway, like, None of these pants were, were super comfortable except for one pair uh, because I think that they've got, like, a little bit more elastic in the in mm-hmm. the blend. Anyway, uh, so I wore them, and I've been wearing them, like, for a few days to, like, uh, to stretch they, them out. These current ones? No, no, no. not these. Mm-hmm. Um, they're black, and I can't wear them every day because they are the kind of material that gathers cat hair. Ah. Um, and I am out of lint roller <laughs> sheets right now. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so like I was like doing laundry and picking stuff up and I looked at the jeans and I'm like, the, the just, I was checking the label to make sure what they were. And it was like, wait, these are 3032s, not 3230s. And everything became so much queer all of a sudden that <laughs> <laughs> the, the, they seemed tight for, for 32s, like if 33s fit that way. And I'm like, huh. I, Maybe, I mean, it, the weight doesn't go away from everywhere. Maybe I just have big hips. But All right. the story of my idiot pant buying behavior. Uh, I can't look at a fucking size without dyslexically switching it. 